Hello, sports and spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and some records only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut. And find them on Instagram at Underground's Record Cafe. Now, on to the episode. What do you got? The little technicals? Technical yeah, dips? I just wanted it like this, where I can... I can oh, talk I into it, but it's not, that. but it's not dangling into my face. I didn't. Oh, now, oh, yeah. Oh, now I didn't think about it that way. Now, now we sound pro. Yeah, because we're hands free, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hands free on a Sunday. Yeah, we're finally here on a Sunday. It's it's pre-football Sunday, which is it's good. So you're not going to get any football news. You might get a little bit of a little bit yeah. of a complaint out of your boy because his team is pathetic. But I definitely want to talk some fantasy because I do have to tell you some of the trades I made and I want those over the air. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean you shared them. Oh you no, shared, I shared a trade. You shared one. I shared one trade. Yeah, I made a trade too, and I don't do trades. Um, but that's okay. It was it was a, a bench to bench kind of situation. That's kind of what I do. I didn't like how few of my bench players were playing, so I got a better one. Um, and he's in my starting lineup today, just to, to give him the whirl. We like that. So, you know what? This is this is for you, Jack. This is going to be sports and spaghetti. But we're gonna we're gonna start with fantasy. We're gonna start with fantasy football. We'll we'll ease into it, unless that's part of your segment. I don't care. Cool. Oh no, it's not part of my segment. No, I uh, I was one and one this week, this past week, uh, middling. I'm I, middling. I went. Uh... I went one and well, technically two because of that league. We right. got two wins, but I lost my paid league, and then I lost my, um, I lost Jules's league by a little bit, which is annoying. But I want to tell you I some of the destroyed in our league. I yeah. got destroyed. Yeah. There was no. Prayer. I think it was Demersky too. Yeah, I yeah. got I got obliterated that week. So well, it's easier to lose sometimes when it's not close. You're just like, yeah. oh, it's done. Yeah, you're like, oh, I need 86 points from <laughs> from Justin Fields tonight. So eh. no, it was more like <laughs> I need 86 from Russell Wilson tonight, oh, oh, and uh, we'll talk against, about it against the Chiefs. <laughs> Luckily, okay. he was on my bench this week. Anyway, so I wanted to start with a few trades I made. I had some. My team was very boomer bust, so I was like, okay, I need some consistency here. So I went and I traded uh, Rashad White, Chris Olave, and my fifth-round pick uh, to, to Bob. I got, in return, I got his eighth-round pick, so three, he, he, up, he upgraded three, three rounds. But I brought in Adam Thielen and, and uh, DeAndre Swift. I got to tell you, Ant, I love that in that league you can trade draft picks. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool, and it's, some, it's, a, it's actually something that I've never been part of a league like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I've always wanted to, because you know, you build your team year after year. Yeah. It's not a dynasty. So it's a solo keeper, but we can still trade picks, which is really nice. That's awesome. So like Bob, who is, is the guy I traded with now he traded, he went all in last year and, yeah. and uh, traded like his second and his third. And he traded a bunch of his picks. He ended up winning the league. And this year he's been, I mean, he's been boomer bust. So like there's been those weeks where he has Mostert on his team where Mostert will put up like 60 points and he'll be the high man. And then there's another week where his team puts up the lowest amount of points. So, like, he's all over the place. But that's why I traded – Bob, if you're listening, now you'll know my, my thoughts. I traded him Rashad White and Chris Olave because they're two massive boomer bust players, and his team is all boomer bust. And then, like I said, I just needed consistency. So I got Thielen, who gets, like, 15 targets a game, and then DeAndre Swift, who just 
pounds the ball like constantly for Philly. So that was the first trade I made. And then my second trade was with Reeds, who um, his team is, uh, they're bad. His roster's just bad. So he's already tanking. I traded, um, I traded Baker Mayfield, Miles Sanders, Gus Edwards, and Tutu Atwell alongside my second round pick for Jalen Hurts, Isaiah Pacheco, Chuba Hubbard, and my and his seventh. I mean, those aren't bad players that he's got. No, I mean the thing was the rest of his roster is bad, but it's like I knew. Sorry, Reeds. I knew Miles Sanders was not going to be starting at least this week, or it's probably going to go on longer. Um, so Chuba's getting the bulk of that. I wanted Pacheco. I wanted Zay Flowers. So essentially, it was my bench guys for his bench guys, and his bench guy. Well, his it was my bench guys for his starters, but they end up being bench guys for me. Like I started Pacheco, but I probably won't start Hubbard. I didn't start Zay Flowers this week, and he already has a touchdown in London. So I did that, and then I made another bench for bench trade. This one was with Skell, and I traded straight up Josh Reynolds for Jerry Judy. Now I have I've always had issues with Jerry Judy mm-hmm. because it's just he's I he's the guy I draft every year where I'm like oh this is the year yeah and it's never the year but this year he has the trade talks and they're like yeah he's gonna get moved so I think he's gonna be a number one on the Chiefs the Panthers something like that so I just tried to buy low um, and and that's what I did also another good thing is I like the big joke team names so I was uh, extra virgin Olave oil. But then I traded Chris Olave, so I needed a new one. And um, Jared Goff is my second starter because we do the two two, two QBs. Um, so my team name is now uh, Dirty Sprite and Goff Syrup. <laughs> and one thing that's really cool is I want to show you my, my team's profile picture on Sleeper because you could set team pictures. Bing has this uh, new AI generation that we, we talked oh, about before. Boy. So that's how I made my team roster. And it's literally a guy in lion's gear sipping Sprite and codeine. Oh, no. <laughs> so you could set wow. anything. Yeah, man, it's great. It's it's full lion's gear. He's he's sipping he's sipping the dirty Sprite. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's my that's my fantasy. And then there you go. there's one, one more thing I want to show you. My last day of work when I was at that job, um, I, I was doing nothing, obviously, because it was my last day. And I was on Photoshop just playing around. I made the templates and everything yeah. to keep over. The Tennessee Titans. Oh my God, this guy! <laughs> we'll post that on our story. Wow. Yeah, fantasy. <laughs> yeah, fantasy. I can't load uh, ESPN fantasy. I was going to tell you about the trade I made, but who cares? It, it won't load, uh, so it doesn't matter. Um, all right. Well, that was a different start yeah. on a Sunday. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we'll switch it up a little yeah. bit. We could intertwine sports and spaghetti. Yeah, it doesn't have to be spaghetti and then sports. Right. We could do a little sports first, even though it's fantasy. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, Ant. I ate something today. What did you have, Chris? I ate something this morning that was so good that I would eat another one. And And you know how I feel about breakfast food. Remember, it's about 11 o'clock as we record this on a Sunday morning. So it's still breakfast-ish time. I ate a bacon, egg, and cheese this morning on a croissant. And if you're asking me where I got it, it was not at any popular chain. It was not at Underground's Record Cafe. Shout out, Chef Skip. 
It was right here in Anthony's house. Because Anthony made croissants. He made them from scratch. And I have to say, they were outstanding. Well, I'm not just saying that to, to talk them up on the pod. Ant, they are. They were so good. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you. I definitely, um, since she's the baker, I definitely want to send you home one for Tish. And, and Jack, I'll send two home. Sure. Because I have extras, and I know we're not going to eat them here. Um, but, yeah, I, I tried to make some some form of croissant because we I knew when Chris and I were planning this, we wanted to do another breakfast episode because it's early and all that. So I was like, you know what? I want to make homemade croissants. Unbelievable. And I did not. <laughs> I didn't know how hard it would be. And huh. it's, uh, as Q said, as Q said from Impractical Jokers, um, <laughs> it's true. I it really, true. I really hate them. Um, French baking is, is very, very hard. Um, and I'm no baker. <laughs> I'm no I'm no baker but at all. But on this day, on this you day, were the best baker. On this day, I will take my credit when when I can. I will take it. Um, you you could have fooled anybody. So, Those croissants were legit. Thank you, thank you. So the process, right, is there's a lot of laminating and proofing that goes into this. So I started last night, um, Saturday night, and uh, it was like I want to say like by halftime of the USC game. Because they, spoiler alert, they are the only team that screwed uh, Bet the Rent this week for the for the uh, college parlay. So, one off again. But nonetheless, about halftime of that show, I went in and I went and, and started making the croissants. And, you know, while you do it is you just put the, you know, you start the dough in the stand mixer. And it's your standard pastry dough. So, it's, um, it's water, milk, yeast. Guy talks like he does this every day here. <laughs> no, it's, it's just a standard dough. Well, no, it's, it's not easy. It's water, milk, yeast, um, sugar, and then you take like room temperature butter and cube it up, and then throw that in the dough. And then uh, the stand mixer did all the work. It literally just spins it. So you do like two minutes on medium yeah. just to get everything incorporated. And then as you're throwing the butter in, you do that. And then once it starts pulling away from the sides of the uh, stand mixer. You can put it up to high with a dough hook, which is essentially kneading it. And you knead it for about, I did like seven to ten minutes yep. until it's fully coming off the bowl. Um, so I did that, and then you set it on, uh, you set it to proof. I just used a, a warm tea towel, wet tea mm -hmm. towel, throw it over the top and let it proof. And that proofs for about 90 minutes. And while you're doing that, you have to make what's called a butter block. Now, you're supposed to use European butter, which is Kerrygold is the brand that was recommended to me. I could not find that at Stop and Shop five minutes before closing time, and I really <laughs> had to pee. So it was like I could either pee and I could either not pee and then get all of the stuff for these croissants, or I can pee and then wing it. Um, so I held it, and I peed when I got home. But they didn't have Kerrygold, so I just got the Cabot natural European-style butter or whatever it yeah. was. Um, so I do that, and, and essentially what you do is you're going to take two pieces of parchment paper, and you fold them into a square of, it's 8 inches by 11 inches, so 8 inches wide by 11 inches long. And really what you do is you put the butter in between two pieces of parchment in like a little package, and then you use a rolling pin to just beat it into that shape. So you hmm. beat it into the 8 by 11 square, and then after you do that, you're going to put it in the fridge. So butter stays... It, it should be bendy. It should be some form of flexible. Hmm. 
And then once the dough is done proofing, you roll it out to the, the desired size you want. And then you put the uh, you put the, the butter block into the dough. And then you fold it. And then you fold it 900 more times. <laughs> because essentially what a croissant is, is just layers of dough, butter, dough, butter, dough, all the way up. I got to tell you, <laughs> you had layers. Yeah, it was actually like there'll crispy. Be, and... There'll be a picture on Instagram. I took a good picture of mine when the sandwich was fully made. Man, I'm not exaggerating. I, I don't know what recipe it was exactly, but it was so good. I think it was so much better than both of us expected it to turn out. Oh, uh, it was. I was expecting. So there's a joke where it's like if you make if you don't make croissants correctly, you make brioche. So it's like okay, they'll be happy with brioche. They'll be happy right. with breakfast sandwiches on brioche, even if I screw this up. Um, so. No, that was a croissant because it 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 had the crunch on the outside and it had all the layers on the inside. Did it look like a croissant from from Starbucks? No, because those are processed in a factory and mm. they're all identical. This was better than that. I appreciate that. And then recipe-wise, if you Easily. guys if you guys were looking to make this, I'm talking to you Tish because I know you listen. I know you can make these better than I did. I know you can. You're you're the baker. I don't know if she's ever made a croissant. Oh, she can she can kill this recipe. Um, I just watched it was a YouTube video, and the guy's name is Brian Lagerstrom. So, uh, br- shout out Brian Lagerstrom. The video is called "Flaky Homemade Croissants Beginner Friendly," um, and the, and it, and it was beginner friendly. It was really good. He he walked you through every step, um, and it's I mean it was it was a good time. It was really cool. And then once you finish uh, layering everything or laminating it, it's called, you just roll them up into the croissant shape, like literally like the Pillsbury croissants. You roll those up into that shape, and then you proof in a, in an, uh, in a uh, turned-off oven, but you're going to take a shallow, like, saute pan and boil water on it, and then you can put the boiling pot into the oven while it's off, and then it'll steam it, yeah. so it's like, kind of like a steam box. Yep. Um, and then the proofing, it'll double in size, and then uh, you just do an egg wash with a little milk, and then throw them in the oven. Oh, they were phenomenal. And not let's not discredit you for the, the bacon, egg, and cheese part, too, because you make the eggs really nice. And, to, like, it, it tasted like – I'm trying to think. It, it really tasted homemade, but it also tasted like I could have gotten it at, like, Froggy's. You know Froggy's? Yeah, yep. It tasted like I could have gotten it at a good breakfast place, like a grab-and-go – but they're re- but like they're the really good ones, you know. They're just so good, but they're mm-hmm. they're cheaper because it's just like a hole in the wall. Yeah, like the bacon, egg, and cheese. The inside of the sandwich that you made was so tasty. You got the same. You got an even bite. There wasn't too much cheese. I don't like too much cheese. I don't like too much butter flavor on the croissant either, and it didn't have it. The croissants that you get from Starbucks, from Dunkin', from all those places. I don't like because I feel like I'm going to get fat when I eat one. This was a different experience altogether because it, it was that, I don't know, I don't know. It, it was that homemade taste and it's automatically going to be healthier mm-hmm. or less unhealthy. That's my whole thing with breakfast, right, is it tends to get a lot of, a lot of fat in breakfast foods, especially in pastry. It didn't taste like a, like a pastry. It tasted like a delicious croissant that that was bread. 
It was fantastic. The sandwich was excellent. Like 10 out of 10. Oh, thanks, man. Seriously. <laughs> just just knowing. Well, Sometimes we cook something like the squash soup, and I'm like, oh, you know, it, no, it smelled good. No, this was really, really what, good. What really did it for me is you ate the whole thing, which hey, well, there you very you... rarely do that, right? especially breakfast time. Right. And then Melissa. Well, it helps that I went to the gym yeah. this morning. Melissa ate half of it, but she goes, don't take that away from me. I'm going to keep picking at it. So I was like, oh, perfect. And and Sabby ate one. I made her a little mini mouse sized one as well. I'm telling you, man. And it was, yeah, it came out nice. It, You did an amazing job. I think it's one of my favorite things we've ever made really? on, on this pod in really? 32 episodes. Wow. 33, really. I think it's wow. one of – because it was one of the best surprises. I told Melissa on the way up here this morning, I was like, I, I said, <laughs> <laughs> French baking is not easy. I said, I've never attempted this, and I'm a decent baker. I'm nowhere near my mom uh, or my mother-in-law for that matter. They're both very good. Um, I – I'm like, it's not easy to do the first time and get it right. And, I mean, if you look at what a croissant is, a lot goes into it, as you just described. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of parts. There's a lot of delicate and and important steps. It's not just throw the pizza dough in the oven and nope. let it rise. Nope. You know, <laughs> it's and you get a different flavor out of it. You knocked it out of the park. Thanks, man. It was Thank so you. good. It was the best surprise I've had in 33 episodes. Oh, that's awesome. That makes me feel good. And I didn't even I didn't use the right butter, and I could have proofed them a little longer. But thank you. No, nah, that was – I appreciate it. That was spot on. That's awesome. Excellent. That's awesome. I'm going to have to save at least two for, for my mouse, and then I want another one eventually, probably tomorrow because I'm not working. Um, but I'll send you guys home with, with the rest. It was at – and I'm not trying to blow you up here. It was as good a breakfast, I think, as I've ever eaten. Oh, wow. Ah. It's it's up there with the gourmet brunch in Hyannis oh, wow. on the Cape that I worked at. There's this thing they make. It's called the Congo, uh -huh. um, the Conquistador scramble. Okay, and it's it's eggs and some. I asked for it without cheese because I'm not a big cheese guy with breakfast. Right, I don't like. I'm me. Mm -hmm. It's got the the home fries on the side of it, but it's eggs. It's got tomato. It's got onion. And it's got jalapeno. Okay. In it. Um, and then it's got um, – no, that's what it is. And it's got cheese. I mm -hmm. usually, Like I said, I usually ask for it without cheese. At the home fries, it's served in this little skillet. Yep. It's fantastic. I got that like every day. Every morning I ate that. Um, and just the enjoyment I got from eating it. Like I, I woofed it down while I was doing prep. Mm -hmm. So you probably didn't even notice. But when I'm quiet, I was quiet. I was just like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was just like, afterwards now, that was one of the best breakfast sandwiches I've ever had. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, man. Seriously. I, I appreciate that. Not I just saying it. it. I'm I not lying. I appreciate that. Thank you, dude. Yeah, Phenomenal. Man. Who would have who thought? Who would have thought that I I would have baked properly? I told you. I would have had another one. I'd have <laughs> another one. If, if it didn't make me want to throw up, I would eat another one. Awesome. That's so, being full. That's so good. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Mm -hmm. I Not love that. Like, dead serious. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, like I said, give it a shot, especially Tish. I you wanna, should make it. I want to see how she can pull this off. Yeah. Um, make it yeah. for Christmas, Mom. Oh, yeah. I might do that. Because we always go over my parents for Christmas and Melissa's family's for Thanksgiving. Uh -huh. I think she should <laughs> for Christmas. She's like, no, no. <laughs> She's got enough to do. Tish, they take you, they take you about uh, – 
from start to finish, it took me probably four and a half hours over two days. So I did it at night, and then I did it the next morning. She'll tr- I know she'll try them. I bet, I bet she could nail them. I mean, you nailed it, but I bet she could nail it too. Yeah, awesome. Well, one thing you always nail and never miss on is in no particular order, and that is when we talk about the good, the bad, and the eh. So, Mr. Chris Walker, take it away. Anthony, Sunday is your day. <laughs> that was your best transition yet. Oh, thanks, man. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, here's the thing. For in no particular order this week, um, two of them are hockey, but that comes with the territory. The NHL started on uh, Tuesday night. Um, so, that that's the bulk of what I'm going to talk about on this segment today. Um, in any event, uh, I'll start with the good this time. I think I started with the N last week. I can't remember. But, but it's in, it's it, in it, no it, Right, order. so it doesn't matter. I'll start with the good. So Connor Bedard, I could name his – I could tell you about his goals and his assists in his first three games. He's got one goal and he's got two assists in his first three games. The Blackhawks are off to a middling start. I don't think anybody expects them to be a contender this year. Um, so for their fans, they're, I know Jack Ferguson uh, is is happy, is pleased with the start, considering how bad the Bears are. He should he should be super happy. Wasn't he at Bedard's first game first goal? He was at yes, the game. Yes, he got he? to yeah. see it against I the saw, Bruins. I saw the I saw the picture on That's Instagram. That's right. Yeah, he was with uh, he was with Steve, another friend of mine, another uh, golf tournament friend. Um, uh, Steve was Jack's best man at Jack's wedding. He did. I got a shout out, Steve. I think Steve listens sometimes. That was the best speech I've ever heard at a wedding. Awesome. I His, love. A, I love a good speech. And and that was at the ceremony. He was the officiant, and the best man. Oh wow. It was the best. Uh, no, he was not the best man. He was a groomsman. Travis was the best man. Sorry. It was the best. It was tear jerking. It wow. was excellent. Anyway. Um, Connor Bedard is already in the top 30 in the NHL in Corsi 4. So Corsi is a possession metric in the NHL. So is Fenwick. Um, but Corsi is about possession. So he's at over 59% Corsi 4, which means essentially when he's on the ice, his team has the puck almost 60% of the time when he's on the ice. And if you look, if you look over the course of a game, if you have, if your team has the puck sixty percent of the time when you're on the ice, that's a good thing. Of course, sixty to forty percent—that's a big, that's a good Corsi. Um, when you see guys with Corsis in the forties, that means they're defending most of the time. A lot of defensemen uh, on defensive teams, like the Islanders, have lower Corsi four uh, because they're defensive-minded teams. But Connor Bedard is making an impression in the in the little the saber metrics, if you will, of the NHL already, which shows me that he's ready for this. That means he's commanding the attention of other players from uh, opposing teams, and he's making the most of it and being successful. So he's the good this week because he played against Sid the first night and they beat the Penguins, <laughs> and he had an assist. He had a goal against Boston in his next game. Uh, had another assist in his third game. So, again, Chicago, they're kind of off and running. A medium start to the season for them, which pleases their fans. But I would be thrilled with Connor Bedard if I were a Blackhawks fan. Uh, he is 
worth the hype. Uh, and he's lived up to it so far. Well done, sir. He's the good. And a good good at that. I feel like we're going to hear a lot about Bedard on this podcast throughout the season. Yeah, you know, and so he goes, so the league goes. I mean, all you see on the NHL's um, their social media is Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard. When you see something from a different team, it's like, oh, it wasn't Bedard. Well, these guys exist, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the bad now. Um, before we before we go to the next hockey one, which is eh, which will kind of transition us into our first talking point today. So the bad is <laughs> the bad is the Denver Broncos. And specifically, there's two people that are the bad. It's Russell Wilson, obviously, and Sean Payton is the other one. I've got to tell you, i got a problem with Sean Payton. You know why I have a problem with him? We all know Russell Wilson is not having the best season of his life. He's an older guy. He's a former superstar quarterback, elite quarterback for the Seahawks, right? Sure. He's in the twilight of his career. He's That doesn't excuse him. He's playing bad football. He's playing very bad football. But with a guy like Russell Wilson, a guy of his status, the guy's married to Ciara. Come on. With a guy of this status, Sean Payton is treating this guy like it's his first year in the NFL. And I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. So... My, mm -hmm. it's bad. My thing is, as a Panthers fan, I hate the Broncos because of what they did in Super Bowl Fifty, and I hate Sean Payton. Yeah, and it's so nice to see the universe taking both of them out for me at the same time. <laughs> and the thing I was actually talking about this with with uh, Mike and Eli in that chat, and, and it was over Mike McDaniel, who great head coach. He's yeah. the head coach of the of the um, Dolphins. I'm gonna get a little off topic here, but that's okay because this is our show. So. Mike McDaniel was in a press conference and somebody walked by with a nice pair of Jordans on and he stopped doing, he stopped the, his whole thought and was just staring and was like, dude, I'm sorry. Those are, he's like, those are so fresh. He's like, I love good shoes. Those are so fresh. So my thing is like Mike McDaniel, he just seems like he's a vibe. Like there's no ego to him. Like it literally feels like he could, he, he couldn't care less that he's an NFL coach. And Sean Payton to me mm. is the exact yes. opposite. It's such an ego thing to me. It, he's got a very big ego. It was the same when he was on the Saints. It's such an ego thing to me because it's like, yeah, I'm Sean Payton. They traded draft picks for me, blah, 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 right. this and that. And it's like, what? Like, what? Like, what, what does And he had here? issues with Drew Brees, too. Yeah. There were issues. There were issues with the coaching staff. He was uh, uh, suspended for a year, was he not? Yeah. And then his suspension year, he went and he was the head coach of his son's high school football team for one year. They won a state title and he dipped. Right. This Which, guy's an ego guy. Yeah. So he said to – this is a quote from Sean Payton uh, after uh, Thursday night's game against the Chiefs. Uh, when the team played terrible, Russell Wilson had a terrible game. Payton said, to win in our league, you've got to be better throwing the ball. Okay. That is the most Joe Buck thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, obviously, you've got to be, you've got to be better in every facet of the game to win a game. You have to throw the ball better. You have to run the ball. This is like, really? We're saying this? So, Russell Wilson, on the other hand, he threw for only 95 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Oh, dear. That's not a good thing. It was one of his worst performances as a Bronco. 
The team has lost five games out of six this year, and they've lost 16 out of the 21 games he started. This is Russell Wilson. So it's a problem. Russell Wilson is the biggest problem uh, player personnel-wise uh, on the Broncos. He is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are so many plays every game that he could be making that are not the O-line's fault that he's getting sacked for. There was one in particular. I don't remember exactly what point in the game. He, I think he went to the right, and he should have went to the left. He just got swallowed about. up. Yep. He got sacked for a big loss. It's just like bad decisions. But on the other hand, Sean Payton ridiculing him publicly, a quarterback of that stature, uh, of that status, I should say, is a bad look, and the Broncos country is not riding right now. Well, well, Sean Payton did that too with Nathaniel Hackett. He came out and he was just smashing Nathaniel Hackett. It was like, oh, this guy was a bad head coach, and he instilled bad values to these guys, and blah, 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 blah. And the Jets came out and beat him, which was and, awesome. And, and they gave the, the game the, ball, the the game ball, ball to Hackett. To Hackett. That was awesome. I mean, and that's no, the like, Jets. The Jets are not a bad de- – yeah, they have a good defense, but they're not a great team. No. They're not going to win a championship most likely. No, and my, uh, my whole issue is, like I said, Sean Payton has a massive ego. And they and it's funny because they gave up, they gave up draft picks to acquire him as a coach. And they gave up a lot to get Russ too. So it's like – the Broncos are in a very odd situation right now where they're going to have to sell off their pieces, and that's going to be Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. And they already said uh, people are calling about Garrett Bowles, the left tackle, who I feel bad for him. And um, Pat Sertan is getting calls, one of the best young corners in the league. So I think they're going to go full fire sale, and I think they have to. But it, it starts with Sean Payton. You have to realize Sean Payton probably shouldn't be the coach of that team next year. Um, Russ shouldn't be the starter next year. I mean, he might not be the starter after the next week. Yeah. Well, who do they have as a backup? <laughs> well, I, that's the thing. Do they have to go get somebody? Can they afford somebody? Well, I think I think they I don't know if they have their first round pick this year. I don't know if they have it or the Saints have it. I think they might have it. But this is a good it's a good year for quarterbacks. You have Drake May, you have Caleb Williams who I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but I think he's going to be a bust. We've talked about this. Um, and Notre Dame brought constant pressure, and he pissed down his leg last night, which was hilarious because I love being right. But anyway, uh, it's a good quarterback year coming out of the draft. There's a bunch of guys, Michael Penix, Drake May. Um, you know, those are just two guys. But I think this is definitely a year where Denver has to look at it and be like, well, we have to start from the ground up. And we yeah. have to restart it. And, it's a full rebuild. Yeah, they got to go They got to go full, not, not this, not this Band-Aid rebuild that the Yankees like to do but yeah. all right Chris bring it on bring it on to the eh. something on my ring I don't know what it is do you want me to I have that little supersonic cleaner I can clean your ring yeah you could do that yeah we'll do that later all right anyway the eh is poor starts by supposedly good NHL teams now this is a callback to an earlier episode in, in which Anthony, I think it was a playroom episode where Anthony decided to invest somebody else's money in the Buffalo Sabres. I, no, rephrase that. I did not invest his money. He requested me yeah. to do It's not like he gave me money and I said, I'm putting this no, on no, the no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> people know. The people know that, that have been following us. They know. Yes. Uh, no, Anthony would not have done that. This guy that, that always was a uh, regular at the job and worked at, said i want you to put two hundred dollars three three hundred three hundred dollars on buffalo to win the stanley cup 
Okay, this guy said he's been right in the past uh, on other teams, whatever. So I just want to point out that Buffalo is 0-2 this season now, and it's only two out of 82 games. But you want to get off to a good start, uh, especially uh, when you're looking to get into the playoffs the last day of the season and you're out of the playoffs by one point. 0-2 to start the season, it's like, well, could we ha have had one of those two games? They lost 4-1 to to the Rangers. They lost 3-2 to to the Islanders yesterday, uh, Saturday. And, um, I mean, sure, the Rangers and the Islanders are not bad teams. The Rangers are, are a good team. They're the two, Islanders are two, they're, they're two, yeah. two playoff teams. But Buffalo is supposed to be this playoff team. Now, Butch Goring said it on the Islanders broadcast last night. Buffalo is expected to make the playoffs, and it hasn't been that way for the past bunch of years since the last time they made a run, a deep run, um, which was over 10 years ago. They're supposed to be good, and I'm going to be honest with you, Devin Levi has been good, but their defense has been very bad. So that's an eh, because if they're going to be a playoff contender, these these are the games you have to win. You have to capitalize yeah. early. I was watching a different game yesterday. Uh, it was Ottawa. Um, the Senators were playing the Flyers yesterday. It's like a who cares matchup. Mm -hmm. Not two non-rivals. Uh, the only thing there is Claude Giroux's old team was the Flyers. Um, but the broadcasters were saying, it was Gord Miller, and he was saying, these are the games you really have to win because it's early, and this is where a bad a bubble team, I should say, can beat a, a playoff juggernaut because it's still earlier in the season. Everybody's yep. figuring it out. So if you go to the playoffs in late April and you're like, what game did we win that maybe we shouldn't have? It could have been one of those early games Yeah, when the league was still kind of getting get its footing. Yep. Uh, another team that's not good is Edmonton. They lost 8-1 to one and then 4-3 to three both games to Vancouver. I mean, again, this is a team that was deep into the playoffs last year. This is a team that's got all that offensive firepower. You've got two of the best players in the world, in McDavid and Dreisaitl, and you're 0-2. Seattle's 0-2-1, and Three losses in three games. Another playoff team that made a pretty good run last year. All contenders and all off to bad starts. I think, so let me go, let me circle back to Buffalo a little bit. Yeah. My thing is, yeah, it's defense, you know, their defense looks awful. They really do. But, right, the, the biggest thing is Rochester is a very deep team. They have a very good farm system. Um, they have some good defensemen in Rochester. Uh, I think it's Ryan Johnson. Is, um, they took him out of Boston College, maybe, Mich uh, Maryland, Michigan, not Maryland, uh, Minnesota or Michigan, something like that. He played good in the preseason. I think he'll end up making the, making the roster at some point. But that's another thing, too, is there's always – that one trade at the deadline where it's a, a bad team. Like first thing that popped into my mind is Matt Dumba from Arizona. Nobody's expecting Arizona to be good. They're probably going to trade Dumba. He's on a one-year deal. He's probably going to go to one of those bubble teams. And if Dumba goes to a team like Buffalo, it's, it's a huge upgrade, right? It's a huge, huge upgrade. So that's why, yes, you need your goal scorers at the deadline if you're a bubble team, but I always, I'm big on getting defensemen at the deadline because we saw it with, Vegas last year, their their goal scoring wasn't anything super special. Third string goalie, but their defense is what won them the cup. It right. really was. So it's like if you can get a team that plays very good defense and bring in that veteran defenseman, then I think you're I think you're going to be fine. So 
I'm not hitting the panic button yet. It's only been two days on Buffalo. Same thing with Edmonton, but Edmonton, it seems like they're, they don't care and they're just going to try to outscore everybody, which is, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Um, <laughs> it's hard to outscore someone when you give up eight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you have McDavid, it's, it's a little less difficult to do that, but right. well, thus far, you know, it's been, it's been tough. Let me tell you this, not Ant. Uh, Ant already knows this. So Ant took the Sabres money line yesterday. Well, I only I only did that because you know how I know how you get with the Islanders. And I bet on them <laughs> and I won. I I can't remember the last time that's happened. I did a three leg in same game parlay. I had Anders Lee two plus shots, Tage Thompson three plus shots, and Islanders money line. Look at it's plus one eighty eight. <laughs> but I hey. I, I picked me up ten bucks. So yeah. what? That's a nice little it's a nice little action there. That's that's three listen, gallons of gas. Listen, my thing too is yesterday was the first Saturday I've had off in a long time. We can transition. This is transitioning out of uh, in no particular order. Yes. So there's no more give and take or whatever. But yesterday was the first Saturday that I've had off without being requested in a very long time where I had nothing to do. So I woke up and I was like, Oh, it's nine thirty. I slept in. That's nice. And then I was like, oh, I have literally nothing to do today. So I, I got up, took a shower, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to change from pajamas to pajamas. <laughs> I got into some more sweats, oh, and I, I sat down, do and I'm like, okay, I got action on this James Madison game. I'm going to watch this JMU <laughs> game. And uh, that was a good pick by your boy, minus five and a half. They won by 30. Um, but I was like, you know what? I got action on this game. I'm going to be a little more invested. It was a great time. It was a it was a fantastic time. Shout out to having Sundays back. If I had an in no particular order, that's my good, is having <laughs> having Saturdays back. Listen, Ant, uh, how do you go from pajamas to pajamas? So went, how do you do that? Well, it, I went from I went from boxers to sweatpants. I run I run mm, hot at night. I got a problem. What's your problem? I've got a problem, Ant. Chris, I'm, why would I put like why would I put like khakis or nope, something? No, I got a problem, man. Go ahead. Oh no. When I go to bed yep. at night, yep. okay. When I go to bed, first of all, I don't ever wear pants, long pants to bed. I can't. I just Chris, I just I stop said it. it. Wait a minute. Let me finish. I can't wear long pants to bed. So whatever. I go to bed. I wake up. I am not gonna be lazy. I can't do it. I can't. I can't go from pajamas to pajamas because because I would feel I, I can't. I can't do it. And so many people do it, and I, and I wish I could. You know who can do it? Besides you, apparently, the mouse up there and the, and the mini mouse up there can do it like nobody's business, like it's going out of style, okay? They can trans, transition from pajamas to pajamas to pajamas, I might add, not to be outdone. And I don't know how they could do it. Like, it was a chore for Melissa to get dressed for the day today. She's like, I got to put clothes on. I was like, what do you mean? Let's go. So it's not that I went from, like, sweats to sweats. I just, I slept in my boxers. I took a shower, and I was like, oh, I got nothing to do today. I want to be comfortable, so I put sweatpants on. So it's it's not like I went from like Cookie Monster PJs to Cookie Monster PJs. Okay, fair. So it was like, yeah, no, I that's don't... that's what 
That's what the mouse could do. Yeah, that's that's my grandmother's life. Shout out Nanny. Oh man, she's just in a constant state of swapping pajamas, and it's great. I that's love it. Bad, I though. love it. That's not bad if you if you've made it that far. No, it's a, it's a good life. It's a great life. You want to do our um? You want to do our first take on the NHL? Sure, sure. So um, we're five days plus into the NHL season, and um, I'm not doing a standings recap because we moved away from that format here on the pod. I just want your first impression, Ant. I want you to tell me just what your state of the NHL through the first few games. Um, so state of the NHL. I think that it is a scenario where, yes, there's teams that are underperforming, but as I've gotten into the NHL and I realize how much turnover there is, it's funny because there's a lot of player turnover, but very rarely is there a lot of like team performance turnover. So a lot of the stuff is you're seeing – you know, the, it, it's very, to me, it's very linear, right? So it's the teams that didn't do much, a la Minnesota and the Islanders, they look very similar to the way they did last year. Mm-hmm. The teams that did a lot, the Red Wings, um, even Columbus, Columbus had some big moves. You see them, you see them improve. So it's it's a very it's very linear to me, which I, I like a lot in, in in life, and it's cool that it's doing it in sports so far. Yeah. But it's like the Red Wings went out and they beat the Lightning. Um, the the um the the Blue Jackets beat the Rangers. They scored five on the Rangers. Um, you know Toronto was a wagon last year. They look really good. That's so the it's end like, of you talking about Toronto. <laughs> So like that's just it's not the no! end. Um, oh, no, so it's no. like that's my that's just my thing where it's like it's very linear. So it's like at least right now the teams that were supposed to get better have gotten better. The teams that have taken a step back maybe have you know they've they're supposed to take a step back. They've taken that step back. So I know it's not going to last, but I can dream. I can dream because obviously the cream will rise to the top eventually. But right now it's cool because everything's still getting mixed. I love that. I love this part where you're figuring out if there's a team that's going to come out that you weren't expecting and be a front runner, you know, that's just got really good chemistry. So a team that's really interesting this year in a bad way is the Florida Panthers. I actually got to, I watched the game during Sabrina's nap. I saw almost the whole game yesterday. Shout out to savvy. Um, And the Panthers looked very punchless. And they're 0-2 to start the season. Again, two games is a small sample size for any team. Um, but uh, let me tell you something. For a team that went to the f- team that went to the finals last year, this is a team that was, you know, just games out of winning a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Who who rode on the coattails of Sergei Bobrovsky's epic performances. He does. He looks very human. He goes up and down and up and down and up and down. He looked very human early on. The team doesn't look like they've got their mojo right now. Uh, and the other team that's really surprised me, um, well, not really a surprise, but has looked good and should be good and hasn't in a long time is Detroit. Uh, it's going to be a team we talk about a lot on this podcast uh, this season. Uh, I feel like they're going to be – better than a bubble team. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to be fighting for the for the division, to be honest. Well, I said I think I said this on the pod, but I know I've told you separately. Um I think they're I think they're a goalie away. It's right. It's, Billy Huso yeah. is their starting goalie right now. He's not a proven starter. Um 
he's going to be most likely in a tandem this year. Yeah. Um, oh, I forget who their backup is. That's a shame on me. Um, but well, in in the meantime, I was going to say I think I think they're going to end up with John Gibson. I think they're going to win that Gibson sweepstakes because he said he doesn't want to play for Anaheim. He started for Anaheim. You know something? I have to I have to I have to correct uh, the media. He never said that. Really? I read a story recently this this past week because he started one of their preseason games. I was like, wait, I thought he was never playing again for Anaheim. Yeah. He never said that. Oh, that wow. was a, a fabrication um, by an insider. I forget which insider it was, um, but yeah. So anyway, the, the Red Wings have Billy Huso, Alex Lyon, and James Reimer. I knew none, it was Lyon. None of them are starting goalies. No. None of them have proven themselves in this league. I think Huso's got the best chance. Um, but listen, man, James Reimer can't be your starter and you're, and you're winning a cup. It just... He's never been that guy. Unless you have that elite defense, which they don't. Right. But... They've got a great young defense. Most oh, cider. Yeah. Uh, uh, even Shane Gostisbehere who's had a career resurgence. Yeah. Uh, Justin Hole, um, Jake Wallman. You know the good young D. Again, unproven. They're going to be a real threat this year, uh, and I think they're going to be a team to watch this season. And I just did want to shout out before I forget. Um, I said it off the air many times last night. Um, the satisfaction that I had from the Islanders looking like an NHL team for 60 <laughs> minutes last night was so great. Like, I really missed cheering for a goal. Do you know that feeling? Like, I I know you're a Wild fan, but you I'm probably a bigger Isles fan than you are a Wild fan. You, I oh, mean, yeah. you love you – love, uh, you're a big Yankees fan. Yeah. Big Carolina Panthers fan. Like, a, a game-winning touchdown for the Panthers is like that feeling yep. of when the Islanders score, like, the go-ahead goal last night. It was just jubilation. I haven't yeah. felt that for a sports team, you know. I mean, even with Leicester City and me, yeah, I cheer when they score, but it's not as big as the Islanders. No, you're, you're a hockey guy. Right. In the same token that I'm a football the, guy. So, like, the it's feeling the was awesome to win the first game and – and I did a lot of Ilya Sorokins with Sabrina. <laughs> uh, it, it was really a great performance by them. And I just wanted to say it before it gets bad and, and turns the other direction. And I have to apologize because I said all day, I was like, oh, they're going to get blown out. Oh, they're going to get blown out. Oh, they're going to get blown out. And they actually won. So uh, shout out to them. They Watch actually... this be the one season where they get your hopes up and crush you. They do that. They no, they didn't do it last no, year. No, they I got don't my get your hopes games. up. You get your six games. I say this is going to be the season <laughs> where they get your hopes up, and you're you're really thinking. Right, they're the and two you're, seed and in you're the not, division. And you're not the. You're never the. You are never the. This is our year, guy. But this is going to be the season where it's this is our year, and they're going to get their. You're going to get your heart ripped out. You've Chris. never heard me say this is our year. No, because I'm not. No, you're not that guy. That, I will never say that as an <laughs> Islanders fan. It's never this is our year. It's I want my six games. Give me my six playoff games so I can be happy and then I can watch real <laughs> hockey without yes. stress right. for the rest of the playoffs. I, and again, it it wasn't even that stressful last night. It was a close game when it was 2-2. Huh. Uh, I, I got to be honest with you. I uh I was not thrilled. I was not thr- I was brushing Sabrina's teeth and from from the phone charger in the living room in my house, I heard uh, Brendan Burke say, and they score. 
and no goal horn went off, <laughs> and it was a tie game. And I was like, Jordan Greenway. I love Greeny. Shout out oh, Greeny. I love that Jordan guy's Greenway. way too fast for his size. He's like six one seven. He's six three two thirty, dude. He's bigger. I think he's bigger than six three. Six five two thirty. I think something he's like, like six five six six. He's Ooh, huge. Dude's huge. He made an unbelievable, unbelievable move to score. I was like, here we go again. He had a two nothing lead. Here we go. It's this. But you spoke to it. The the teams like the Islanders and the Wild who did nothing look similar. Did their power play perform well last night? No, it didn't. <laughs> it looked exactly the same as it always has. Did Ilya Sorogan play great? Of course he did. Just, did they do it, enough to win looked, a game? Yes. It looked like Islanders it hockey. It looked exactly yeah. the same. It could have been last season or the year before or the three before that. And Minnesota, and through two okay. games, they looked like Minnesota. Yeah. they have. Well, one thing I do have to say is I love how all the young guys are scoring. So all of the goals this year have been scored by people that you're like, oh, they score goals. So goal number one was Brock Faber, which shout out Brock Faber. I don't know if you saw that goal. He was up yeah. right at, almost at the blue line. Oh, it was and gorgeous. it was just a wrist. It was a little Ooh. wrister. He didn't even, it wasn't even a slap shot. No. It was just a wrister. No, like he sniped it. Like as a defenseman, he sniped it. And then it was. Um, it's a lot of t- yeah. torque. Oh, yeah. A lot of great. It's just good stick technique. Oh, yeah. And then Ecker scored. Um, that game, and then Rossi scored again, and it got called back. I didn't realize this is the th- that was the th- I think it was the third time Marco Rossi scored a goal and it got taken back. All three times it would have been his first NHL goal, so he had gotten his his first goal taken away. I think like two or three times, um, but he finally got it last night against Toronto, and like Marco Rossi scored, Hartman scored shorthanded. So I was like, oh, like Minnesota, like. They're doing well, and Kirill hasn't scored yet. Zook hasn't scored yet. Boldy had a goal last night, but it's like, yeah, like let's get all these other guys rolling yeah. first, and then Kirill can just do his thing. But that right. was that was nice. See, that was now, exciting. now Brock Nelson scored for the Islanders, um, which you got. It. He's the goal scorer. Yeah, uh, him and uh, Horvat. But I don't think Horvat's going to go above twenty five this year. And then um, Paul Mary scored, which is great. He had a lot of problems last year with injuries. Great that he scored early. And then Casey Sezikis, who had one of his worst offensive years, took so many penalties, too, last year. He scored the game-winning goal, uh, which is, like, just as a fan, it's it's so nice to see. Like you said, none of those guys are young. Yeah, Those are all seasoned veterans, but they're guys that they need to, to get going. The Islanders don't have a lot of young guys. I want a 15-goal season out of Hudson fashion. I want, a tw- I want. I no. I want twenty. I love Hudson Fashion, dude. He's that guy for me. He was, oh he man, was, I he's love now watching my, him play. That's how I was a Sam. You know, I was a Sam Steele guy from the yep. time we went to that game. Yeah. Because you were watching, you were like, and, and it was funny because you were at that game and you're like, Sam Steele. Sam Steele deserves a goal. By the way, he's been playing. He's been doing all the dirty work. Bang! Sam Sam Steele scores, and it was that was he scored the game winner. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you right now, Hudson Fashing is that guy. Yep. He made the starting lineup yesterday. I love his game. He didn't have a goal. It's one game. Uh, they got the win. I am so thrilled that he made the team. Mm-hmm. He was never supposed to be no. this player. No. Uh, and uh, it's just a good story. There's so many around the NHL like that. Yeah, you'll hear, I'm assuming, two of them. Well, one of them, Chris, is going to, he's just going to boo me the whole time. Oh, during, he's going to get booed Grammy's for this grinder. You want to mix it up a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, let's go to the grinder. All we're right, talking let's hockey. let's move on to Grammy's grinder. We're shaking it up. Yeah, I gonna, liked breakfast. Why gonna, not? We're gonna shake it up. I'm having a good Sunday. You're having a good Sunday. Yeah. It's great. 
Um, so yeah, this is another segment we like to do. It's called Grammy's Grinders. If you've never heard, if it before. you've never heard it before, um, and it's when we take our our players that grind everything out. And and Grammy was a big fan of her Noah, and who was her hockey player? Her Matt Matt Martin. That's right. That's two, right. two Matt Martin is the the, the absolute grinder of grinders. Um, so I'll start mine. Actually, do you want to do yours so your blood pressure doesn't? No, I'll do mine because we need your. I want your blood pressure high for the rest of this episode. No, cause... all right, fine. Okay, my Grammys grinder of the week, and Chris, I already told Chris what it was going to be because I knew he was going to be mad. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs are two and zero, and they are two and zero because Austin Matthews uh... has back to back hat tricks. Um, they dumped on Minnesota last night. That's not a grinder. He has two, Chris. How often do you have back-to-back hat tricks? You could put a grinder roll around that awful mustache. I think he shaved it though. I don't care. But no, he didn't shave I it. I don't. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like anything about that guy. I think it's because John Tavares is his teammate. I still haven't let it go. Even when I say I let it go, I don't. He betrayed me. <laughs> but he's playing for his hometown team. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, my Grammy's grinder, Austin Matthews. It's nice to see a player get paid and then not disappear because we see that a lot. We got a massive no, he's not contract. He's going anywhere. He's too good. Well, what's really funny is Austin Matthews getting a massive contract is like the the 12th highest contract on a on a NBA team. And it's a joke because they usually don't carry more than like 10 people. So uh, hockey is a joke. And it, well, we'll get into that. I'll, this is going to be another episode where I want to talk about the expansion and why i think it's a good idea okay to expand more teams for hockey but nonetheless more than 32 yeah i oh think boy. i think they can do it but um nonetheless my grammy's grinder austin matthews six goals through two games toronto looks like the wagon that everybody thought they were going to look like yeah they look like this every year and then they then they disappoint everybody in the playoffs do except you see for why me. i wanted to do this now everybody except for me is disappointed i love it they could win every game this season, and I wouldn't care because they never win. They haven't won the Stanley Cup since the year my dad was born, since 67. Play it. Play the sound. Play the sound. I couldn't find it. R- repeat that again. Say they it again. haven't won since the year my father was born. <laughs> Laugh it up. And they're not going to win it this year. They're not. They can't. They choke. They're choke artists. <laughs> <laughs> they choke when it matters the most. So go ahead. Give me your Austin Matthews grinder. What a shame. What a disgrace to the title of this segment. Our Hall of Famers, are, they're, they're, they're just shaking their head at us. Liam Hendricks, John Sterling, and <laughs> Benny are all just shaking their head at us right now. <laughs> and Benny, lest we forget Benny's mishap of, of Easter 2023. It was Easter. It was the Good Friday bloodbath. He almost <laughs> died on the table on Good Friday. He almost rose. <laughs> He's in the Hall of Fame because of that. Because he ate some toys and a wire. <laughs> no, not a wire. He ate a whole basket. He ate, a... <laughs> he ate an entire he ba- ate a basket handle. He ate Sabby's handle. He ate a wicker basket. <laughs> For your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks before the big day, that basket was gone. 
There was nary a handle to be found. We had to fabricate a handle for the wedding. The vet was like, we, we pulled a whole pine cone out of this dog. No. Yeah, they pulled a whole wire out of that dog, a whole metal USB cord. There's like 14 princess heads inside this Rapunzel's dog. head is inside of his stomach right now. What happened? Oh, you know, he beheaded her. Rapunzel. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, anyway, you made me feel better, at least, after that <laughs> awful pick. I, I love you, but I can't ever like, approve of Austin Matthews. Uh, nah. Anyway, mine is a true grinder, and his name is Trey Turner. Trey Turner is my Grammys Grinder of the Week. He helped the Phillies clinch the division series. He went four for four in the clinching game, a double two singles, and a home run. That's the way to put your team on your back when it matters most. Um, I got to be honest with you. I, I'm i hoping it's not Houston. So I'm rooting almost – I'm rooting for – right now I want Texas to win it. The only reason I want Texas to win is they're playing Creed. They're doing Creed sing-alongs at all of their games. What? Yeah. Because one of their players, they asked one of the players, like, oh, what are you doing in the locker room? He's like, hey, we've been listening to a lot of Creed. <laughs> so it just took off. And then now they're doing. A lot of Christian rock now there. They're, dude, it was like the seventh inning stretch. And the whole crowd, they had the karaoke on the big screen. It was, can you take oh, it was higher. me higher? Wow. It was great. There was Scott Stapp playing throughout that whole stadium. And listen, man, everybody loves to hate on Creed. Yeah. I, I love I, that so was a much. staple of my dad's truck I in the Creed in the late so 90s much. and early 2000s was Creed. With arms wide open, are you oh. kidding me? With the orchestra? Oh Under my god. The oh man. Welcome to this Sing place. It. I show you everything. Dang, okay. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um well, well, people also were like, oh, they're bad musicians. Well, if you like Alter Bridge, you like everybody but Scott Stapp. But that's that's the next. Right. Scott had a few issues. A little bit. A little bit. He had a few problems. Cup of two tree. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Cup of two tree. What's next on the docket? The, uh, the docket. The, well, since we went a little bit out of order, which is, well, there's no order. But um, I wanted it to ask you and me why. I don't have to spend a long time on this, but why. The Houston Astros, even in a season where they almost missed the playoffs, are still that annoyance, and they're still they won't go away. Well, they're in their seventh straight ALCS, which is crazy to and, me. And again, they're not the team that they were. No, well, they're just built. I think they're built for the playoffs. They have their good mix of. They have their good mix of star power, um, and, and I think they have guys where when the lights are on bright, they turn it on, even though I don't want to say it. Altuve's one of them. Um, if you're throwing the ball anything less than 95, Jordan Alvarez is one of them. But you keep getting the guys like Verlander. Like, Verlander was having a terrible season for the Mets, and then all of a sudden he goes back to Houston, and now it's in the playoffs, and he's lights out. And you're like, how? So I think there's they have players that love to they love to shine when the lights are on bright. And I think the Phillies have them too. And that's your Bryce Harper, your Trey Turner, your Nick Castellanos. An but, another annoying team. Yeah. But the thing with Houston is if you look at it, their front office is constantly being poached. 
their assistant general managers are getting hired other places. Their assistant's director of player personnel is getting hired as a general manager other places. The Yankees are being run like, you know, they're being run like a retirement club where it's the same guys for 23 years. You look at the turnover that the Astros are having is you know that they're doing something right because they're constantly having new faces in there and they're still making it to the to the ALCS every single season. And I just, like I said, I just think it's a big group of guys that they've been there before, so they have that experience. They know how to play in the ALCS. They know how to play in World Series. They know how to win World Series. So it's like you look at you look at a team like the Braves, and yeah, their their roster is really similar to when they won that World Series. But those glue guys aren't there. Your your um, Jock Peterson's not there. So they have those they have those guys that really. I mean, for lack of a better term, we have those guys that nut up in the playoffs. Yeah. And the Astros are chock full of them. It's, I mean, it's Altuve, it's Kyle Tucker, it's even Chaz McCormick was good last year. Jordan, like these guys just, they know Verlander. how to, they know like how to play, said. they know how to play in the playoffs. And I think that's why they do it. Like, and we forget the Yankees were in the ALCS last year. Nobody, I mean, we knew they weren't going to win. They got swept, but that was the, I think that was the difference of the, Astros had players that had been there before and the Yankees didn't this year. Astros have players that have been there before and Houston or and and Texas didn't doesn't. But Texas has Bruce Bochy. Yes, they do. And I think Bruce Bochy is I mean this is his if he makes it to the World Series, he'll be the only manager ever to bring three different teams to the World Series. So obviously he won with um he won three with San Francisco. Then he would have brought Texas, and now he would have, uh, and then he brought San Diego. So it's like, I think Bruce Bochy is your experience. That's your guy. Where it's like, hey, this is how it happens in the regular season, even in the divisional series. But when you're getting to the championship series and the World Series, this is what you have to do. And they have guys like Evaldi, who I mean, he's he was Boston's hero in the playoffs. He's a he's a playoff guy. They have Evaldi. Jordan Montgomery was a pleasant surprise. Corey Seager's a pleasant surprise. So it's like all of these guys are coming in. So I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a bloodbath in both championship series, which I'm here for. Sure. I'm just tired of the Astros uh being that team after the cheating, after all of that. It's just and and I'm kinda over that, but still it's just when a few Altuve's still there, it's just a it's just a bother. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 hard, man. It's hard to it's watch hard. him be successful. And you they're and it's not even like and it bothers me because they have guys like you want to root for until you see them be Astros. Like Michael Brantley loved Michael Brantley when he was with you know, when he was with Cleveland. Cleveland loved yeah. Michael Brantley. Kyle Tucker, I like Kyle Tucker. Jordan Alvarez, I like Jordan Alvarez, but it's just like I don't want to root for Altuve. I don't want to root for I don't want to root for Jordan. I don't like all of these guys like it's like, eh, I don't you just yeah. don't. You don't want to root for him. You really don't. No. Anyway, that's all. I just wanted to touch on that. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Round us out. Beautiful. We got to get to bet the rent. We do have. Well, no, we can't. None of the lines are out. Well, we can we talk can, about we can how recap. we did. We can recap our bet the rent. So, I touched on it previously. Um, my my parlay didn't didn't hit, and it was because Caleb Williams pissed down his leg, um, which eh, kind of. Could have saw it coming. But you did you didn't lose everything on that. No, no, I did not. So what I did now, this is not a shady move. This is a smart move right. in my mind. Um so I was 
just unlocking my my DraftKings. Which again, DraftKings, you heard our proposal. Let's let's get it done. Yep. This guy was able to recover some of his his funds. Yes. Here. So what I did was I took partial units that I placed on that college football parlay, and at the time I was three for three. Um, about to be four for four if that other game started early. And by other game, I mean uh, UCLA, Oregon State. That over hit. Um, so I had won James Madison. I had won Florida Moneyline. I won Iowa plus nine and a half. And I had won the over uh, 54. So what I did is I just cashed it out. Um, so I did recover some of my funds before yeah. USC could ruin me. Um, and then what I did there... Um, is I found a nice little a nice little line because you can live bet. So I, I went to the San Jose Colorado game while uh, while while Colorado was down one. I bet their money line. It was like a plus one thirty, and now I have and now I have next week's bet the rent. There you go. So it's very simple. So guys, be responsible. Be responsible when you gamble, um, because you need to be. Right. You need to be responsible, and I'm not responsible for anything. Uh, any money lost so right. don't try to yell at me so i <laughs> mine um mine nearly hit uh my little uh cashier's check parlay there um the over easily hit in the panthers uh jets game there were 10 goals it didn't winnipeg hit it, it was, almost hit it themselves yeah six yeah yeah they had six uh it was six four final um i told you eight of the last 10 matchups between those teams had at least seven goals so that was a lock um, the Lightning were the team that blew it. The Lightning, all they had to do was lose by one or win. Uh, they lost by two to Detroit. Shout out to Detroit for winning that by two. But uh, it broke up the, the parlay, and the Avalanche won in a shootout, which they, I took them money line. But I did make my money back um, because I did that Islanders, that little Islanders game parlay, uh, which – I never hit same game parlays. Yeah, I think I think we we need to change our bet the rent strategy. And now you guys don't have to do this, but I think as a as a business, this podcast is as a business. I think we should we should be smart and, and kind of take those quote unquote locks just to roll over anything left over, and then that way we won't have to deposit because we're always going for the big win. Like my NFL parlay, um, I didn't tell you, so I used um, I added the over. For the Panthers and uh, the Panthers and the Dolphins, I added that over. Um, and I'm looking at it now, and and DraftKings does this a lot. So they have the like the parlay boosters and stuff like that. So you can, if you make a parlay, you could always boost it. So my parlay of the Chicago Bears, the Seahawks, Houston, money, all of those are money lines, and then Carolina, Miami over. Um, I took San Francisco minus 10 because that's what I said I was going to do. So I did the alternate spread, and then I did over 36.5, which Cleveland's ro rolling out P.J. Walker. It might be a bloodbath. Um, I did that. Now, normally that uh, parlay would sit at 65.20. So $100 bet would get you 6520 What I did is I used my parlay boost, and now it's sitting at 91.28. So a hundred dollar bet will get you almost ten grand, um, and it's one of those where it's like, yeah, I can really see this hitting. Um, so I don't want to get my hopes up, but this, I, this is gonna be, this is gonna be nice because because I'll have I'll have a good I'll have a good chunk of coin in the DK account that I will be cashing out for my trip to Hawaii. There you go. But that'll be real nice if if that happens. Yeah, don't use it for the pod. Use it for Hawaii. 
I'm not going to use all of it. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to I'm going to leave some well with how much I would make, I would leave a significant amount of bet the rents in the in the uh right in the account, but we could we could take care of the rent. <laughs> <laughs> not bet the rent, we could pay the we rent. We could pay the rent. So, I actually it's funny when we do the episode with my grandmother, she's warming she's warmed up to the idea so she wants to do it. So we'll plan something for when I get back from Hawaii next time you're, you know, we're both off on the weekends, which is usually every weekend now. I know. Um, so we'll do that. But she was telling a story about her mother, who is Beth Arend is named after. And I, I just, she, I'm going to make her retell it for the podcast just because it's, it's great. You are going to, you are going to hard, it's going to be a, it's going to be a stomach laugh day, I think for you, Chris. It's one of those, one of those really good ones, like a, like a hearty chest laugh. But Okay. I'm just saying that's. I'm gonna let her tell it, but it, it has to do with it has to do with betting, uh, betting, betting the rent, <laughs> betting the rent. So, let me let me correct it for our fans out there. It's not bet the rent because they owned the house because he built the house, but bet the rent sounds a lot better than bet the bills. Um, so she used to bet the bill money, not the rent money, but uh, there's there's good stories about it that you'll you'll hear from my my grandmother. We 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 know her as nanny, so you'll hear it's those nanny. you'll hear those from nanny. But any anything else we have to say, Chris? No, no, I'm I don't have anything else today. I'm good. Yeah, um, this was a good great this Sunday. A good day. It was a very good Sunday, and it's still noon. We still got time for the rest of our days. Right. I could take. You know, we got uh, we got Savvy's nap in there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's a good time. You got time. We didn't go too. We didn't go too long. No, did we, we didn't. Beautiful. What are we sitting at? Hour and eight. Oh, beautiful. All right, Chris, why don't you uh, – we already hit the Grammys grinders. We already hit our bet the rent. Um, so this is going to be one of those weeks where we recorded on Saturday. So if you guys want to hear – We recorded on We recorded on Sunday, excuse me. So if you guys want to hear next week's bet the rent, that's going to be – I'll do another video on Instagram, TikTok, all that. And uh, if you're wondering, guys, what is your Instagram and your TikTok? Chris, why don't you let them know? Oh, um, on Instagram, it's at sports and spaghetti pod. And on TikTok, it's at sports and it's sports and spag pod. Um, yeah, um, this was sports and spaghetti. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Um, and the next time you hear me, I will be alone uh, doing this. Well, with with, with guests, it, it'll be me with with guests. Uh, we're gonna have a uh, either one or two guests. I'm trying to work that out, um, but I'm not gonna say anything yet. Uh, one of them might know a lot about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, oh, is that somebody that could fill in my bet the rent? That's right. Oh wow! So All that right. segment's so gonna stay, work. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, and and enjoy your trip. Oh, and when you hear this, um, there's a real good chance you might hear us on WXCI at the end of this week. We have to see. We have to see. I think it's gonna happen. I have to get mouse approval. Yeah. Just just because the the time frame would right. be real tight. But I can I, I can remove this if it ends up not happening. It's so you could leave it in. I have yeah. to get. You're gonna have to do some editing for my for for the for the clip of that's right for, for the clip of Q yeah. and my sign off. So right. There you go. All right. I'm Chris and that's Ant. All right. As always, take care of your loved ones. I can hate the French, and as always, stay full.